TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. 971 FM Talk Podcast. From the coasts of Nebraska to the canyons of New England, this is Wiggins America. Trish is in the studio for serious questions. How you feeling? I'm great. No, you're not. I'm tired. Well, everybody's tired. I, I know. It's been a long you're week. You're right. And I'm just an adult human, and that's how it goes. No, 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 no. I did sleep like on the couch last night, though. You ever Why? do that? I It was a courtesy to my husband and my dog. I was going to bed much later, and okay. I just thought it would be nice to... Really, it's hard to fall asleep once everybody's snoring, so it was for both reasons. I get it. I have a hard time falling asleep next to my wife at all because not just because she's because she would be judging me and I'm thinking about that. Really? Yeah. I'm thinking about am I going to bother her too much and it makes me not go to sleep as quickly. Oh, that's strange. Isn't it? Yeah, I don't ever feel that way. If I'm in bed, I want to fall asleep first and it's really not as much Eddie is it is our dog. He snores so to, loud. <laughs> well, there's an easy solution to that. No, that's you kick not, the dog out. That is not an option. It is. It is an option. So oh. I'm tired and I apologize for my attitude. I want to show you something. See that? <gasps> wow, congratulations. Nah, no no need. But it's it, beautiful. It that's a, pretty, a rock. It's a pretty good rock. Yeah, on your ring finger. Yeah, it's not all the way down because it doesn't quite fit me. Is that like an anniversary band? One of those like MIDI rings or something? It's not. Really? Do you know what this is? I I have a, a actual guess that you just found somebody's real engagement ring. I I Actually, I don't know what it is because... <laughs> it looks like somebody's a, a lady engagement ring. Yes, it does. And I have it on my finger yes, just to show you. Yes, just you be do. stupid. Where, where'd you find that? I... I have a rental house that the tenants left. They abandoned it. or they, I mean, it wasn't like sudden. They, they let me know. But they left a lot of stuff in the house. Well, then it becomes my property and also my problem. Mm. So I was cleaning it out, mm-hmm. and I found this. And I considered contacting them, but it is technically legally mine. But I So I brought it in, actually. Here's the saga of this ring. Can I see it up close? Yeah, here you go. Here you go. Tell me what you think of this ring as you hold it. Because when I picked it up, I went, oh, because it's not very heavy, is it? No. You don't um, think it's real, do you? Well, 
I have. There's bad lighting in here. Got to check a couple of things. Go ahead. Are you a pro at this? I yeah. mean, you, you act like you are. Yeah, I'm a jeweler. What are you doing? Uh, checking the band to see if there is anything that indicates what uh, the metal is. Oh, man. Wow, you know a lot about this. I knew enough to bring it in when Annie was having the diamond shop on the show. That was a good idea. It was. they know a lot. And I, I just walked up to her and I said, I know this is weird, but tell me if this is real. And what do you think? Um, I would say... No, but the way you're presenting it, I'm gonna. It makes me want to say yes. You're correct with your first inclination. No, she said it was not. Yeah. She said she was ninety five percent sure, but without looking at it under good light. The diamond you know. itself is very blue. Yeah, and it's it's just too light. It's it's a light ring. It is. It doesn't weigh enough. Well, I felt like it was a trick question. It's not. It's it's that five percent that she was unsure about though that has prevented me from getting rid of the thing. Well, because it's probably fake. Take it to a jeweler. I mean, I'm sure that I know that the diamond shop knows, but they were he, at a radio station at the time. Take it into the diamond shop and have them inspect it. I should. I, it's just getting around to or doing it. Or take it to a pawn shop and. Well, tell them that the diamond shop said that they were 90% sure it was real. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to lie to you here. That's probably a real diamond. So what are you going to give me for it? Because I'll take anything. I have a trusted source. Yeah. That's pretty sure. They gave me a percent chance that it's a real <laughs> it's deal. It's going to be the real deal. <laughs> but 10 grand, go. Here's why I bring this up today for you in studio is that I've thought now, now, next weekend, I'm going to be doing a, a yard sale, garage sale. I've thought about using this as a social experiment. Because at first glance, you think, well, that could be real. Mm-hmm. In fact, it, it still could be. It's just probably not. But at first glance, you're like, that is at least a, what, $3,000 ring at minimum. Yeah. I don't know what all diamonds go for now. But the I know it's based on mine. The shape itself is strange. It's very flat. Yeah. I've never seen a diamond that flat. But if if it were real, because you're right, that's not much of a diamond no. <laughs> when you look down at it. When if you but if it were real, yeah, a few grand at least. A- at least a couple yeah. thousand dollars. Yes. Just if that, because if of the, the size of that diamond was And they're the little ones on the side mm-hmm. here. So this is a- at least a couple thousand dollars at least. that you'd be holding mm-hmm. if it were real. I'm I'm thinking about doing a social experiment. You can tell me whether you think I should do this and then report back because I think it might be kind of fun, but I also don't want to necessarily, I don't know. I, I don't want to like do this to somebody covertly because it's that, that's exactly what it would be. I'm thinking about hiding this in a purse or a bag or something. And then at, seeing if they call you. And seeing how many people pick it up and let me know that it's there. Because a lot of people will rifle through bags and not mm-hmm. buy them. So I doubt the first person that picks the bag up is going to intend to buy that bag. But a lot of people will kind of sift through the stuff and make it kind of easy like to find, but not that it was obviously there. And see how many people bring it to me and how many people either just don't say anything or try to buy the bag and don't say at all. What if they just take the ring out of the bag and leave? And leave. That'd be another option. Do you think I should try it? I, I sure if you want to. It's not hurting anybody, right? No. I mean, if I videoed them, then I'd have to put up like you could be mm-hmm. recorded here. But yeah. But if I'm just doing it just to see, yeah. okay, yeah, do it. I'm gonna do it. Do it. See what happens. I'm All afraid. Right. What I'm afraid is you're gonna find out that most people are decent and that somebody's a jerk, 
And it'll probably be somebody that you know or a neighbor oh, or something. something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> Honestly, I'm a little concerned <clears throat> that the social experiment will turn out that everybody's good. Because <laughs> it's like, well, that's kind of boring. But it, it's good, but it would be kind of boring content. But that's, I think, what's going to happen. All right. Ready for serious questions? Let's do it. You first. Serious question. Four-year-old Michigan girl is recovering after she was run down by a dog driving a golf cart. The incident happened at the Blues, Brews, and Barbecue Festival in Westland, where the local fire department had left its dog, Bella, sitting in a golf cart. At some point, Bella decided to jump off the seat and lay down on the floor, inadvertently pressing down the accelerator and running over a child. I take serious exception with the phrasing dog driving a golf cart. The unidentified girl is expected to make a full recovery, and thankfully, Bella wasn't injured. Well, Bella was... The one making the thing move. Serious question. A dog laying down on a gas pedal on is not a dog driving a cart. She might have been doing it on purpose. No. You don't know that? How, the dog She's needs to... She's a firefighting dog. She's very smart. I'm not saying that the dog couldn't be smart. I'm saying that the dog was not driving the car because if, if I laid down on a golf cart floor... <laughs> And hit a gas pedal. I wouldn't be driving that cart. No, but I think you'd be charged for reckless driving and child endangerment. In the eyes of the law, possibly. But do you look at me passed out in a golf cart laying on the (laughs) thing as it's just going down the fairway, maybe through the rough, and, and you go, hey, that guy's driving that cart. Or do you go, I think he may have passed out and he's laying on the pedal. Which one do you do? So my serious question is... Oh, yeah, we got to get to that. Do you think that this dog, Bella, should be charged with reckless driving? Serious question. Because since she works for the fire department, they're letting her off the hook. I think you know the answer to this question. No. Yeah, you kind of scooped my question. That dog is not driving that cart. I'm right. Okay, you go. Serious questions. Actually, story first. I'm not going to ask a question until I read you the story. <laughs> I'm going to interrupt it in the middle and answer the question. <laughs> yeah, that makes for good stuff. Uh, Butter Cow moves into spotlight at Illinois State Fair. This is making national news. I saw a picture of this, but I had not read further. If the question is, do I like the picture? The answer is yes. It's impressive. It wasn't. This is from Springfield, so not too far from here, Springfield, Illinois. The 2023 edition of the famous Butter Cow, so famous that none of us have ever heard of it, Mm -hmm. has taken her place inside the dairy building for the Illinois State Fair. The fair begins as of a day or two ago. Oh, wow. So it's going on now. Uh, The cow is not alone. Orangeville dairy farmer Lori Schultz is depicted with her in butter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look at the size uh, difference. The cow's huge. Lori is about a third of the size of that oh, cow. Oh, is Miss Schultz made of butter? Yes. I thought you were talking about Lori as somebody that was uh, not made of butter, covered in butter, standing next to no. Lori the is, butter cow. I mean, she must be made. If that is an actual size of a person, then that is a huge cow. I think that's... No, I think that's a butter person. I'm pretty sure. I really like the idea of Lori covering herself in butter for that picture. <laughs> I think you're you're painting a picture that may not be accurate on the radio. A woman covering herself in butter is not what that looks like. 
<laughs> that, like really that looks like somebody carved a person out of butter, <laughs> not some woman that's getting ready to do mud wrestling and being like, let's just add a little butter to this <laughs> like, lobster. Uh, greased up. So, so uh, the, the serious question is, because as you can see from the picture, again, it is Prairie Farms that has either sponsored or done this. Prairie Farms is a mm-hmm. local brand yep. that I very much prefer for almost all dairy things. Sherbert not being, uh, Sherbert being one of the main ones. But the main one, and here's my serious question. Oh, okay. It, serious question. You done? No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a reason to eat cottage cheese yes. outside of Prairie Farms? And I love cottage cheese. Oh, it's so good! I do too. I thought but... your question was going to be, "Does Prairie Farms want to sponsor the show?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is that is a serious question. That is a serious question because I could just fawn over them in many ways, yeah. very easily. Because mm-hmm. I love Prairie Farms, Sherbert especially, but also their cottage cheese. I, it's so good. It's so good. That I won't even eat other cottage cheese. There's very few foods that I've found a brand that is so superior that it's hard for me to eat other types. And cottage cheese is See, one. See, I'm not a connoisseur of cottage cheese or specifically Prairie Farms to have, to have developed that, um, that like... Uh, elevated of a palate for it i i don't know how to I, say i really this don't know what it is way. i think it's milkier because swiss miss does this with their pudding too they used to be milkier. so is and i apologize to your new sponsor prairie farms mm. is prairie farms cottage cheese runnier cottage cheese yes, when you open bit. the package there's a little more liquid in there a little bit yeah and yeah. i i think that might be the secret to it although i'm not sure but that is a part of it so I don't know if just somebody adding but, more milk to their cottage cheese would do the same thing. So you thing. get cottage cheese out and it's not Prairie Farms. You're grossed out. You don't want it. You send it back. I I've, I will eat it on occasion, but I, I almost am to the point where I don't ever buy it. And so it's not like you go to restaurants and get cottage cheese a lot. Once in a while, a diner might have it mm-hmm. as a side, but that's about it. So I, I really don't know because there's when I see it now, there's no reason to even try buying it. So I... I I've tried it enough to know that I don't care for it, and I, when I've had it in the past, and this is a distant, distant past at this point. Wait, so it just you're telling me you don't like cottage cheese at all? No, I don't. Or you like I just, Prairie I'll Farms buy a cottage little tub cheese? Of it. I'll buy a little tub of it if it's if it's not Prairie Farms, and then it'll just kind of sit in the refrigerator because it's not that I won't eat it; it's that I never want to eat it. Unless it's Prairie Farms. But if it's Prairie Farms, it'll be gone in two days. So you'd be willing to wager that on a blind taste test of a handful of cottage cheeses, you could pick out Prairie Farms. I would put money on that. Yeah. If I were you and we were doing this real contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, w- I would say that that's, that's interesting. the fact. And it, and it is because of the consistency. Hmm. What if I drained all the juice from all the cottage cheeses before you ate them? Well, then them? you're changing the consistency of the cottage cheese. I mean, it's just a scoop, right? It is, but it has to be a fair scoop. Because like, if you just open the package and you scoop it out, you're going to have a lot more milk in Prairie Farms cottage what cheese. What if you use a spoon with holes in it? Then you're changing the, the recipe. I, I don't know if I approve of that. So if you want to keep it consistent... We'll talk about the rules. I might take that bet. I'm really amazed that we've done a good 
eight minutes on cottage cheese because I really did not anticipate this. Good is uh, it's objective. Yeah, it's subjective. Mm-hmm. No, it's objective. It's good. It's, it's, it's just it's, good. It just is. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Oh, baby, 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 this is out of my control. It looks like nothing is wrong, but deep down in my soul, I'm red. Follow him on Twitter at Radio Wiggins. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. He is a technical executive, Silicon Valley expatriate, founder and CEO of The Other Web, a public benefit corporation whose mission is to improve the quality of information people consume. I wanted to have you on, Alex, because of this headline about AI taking over news. I I hesitate to say that at some point you could be listening to somebody on the radio and it not be a person, but that's maybe where we're headed. I think we might be, though. I think before you start hearing that, you will probably just start hearing human anchors narrate stories that were written by AI. Mm-hmm. It's much easier to replace the writer than it is to replace the anchor. So this is mostly about chat GPT. I know there's some other ones, but that's the one that you know everybody knows already. So w- how does this affect news? Are we talking about an algorithm that will basically determine what's important to you, or is it determining even how the news is shaped? Well, I think all of the above. In reality, all these algorithms are just tools that people can use. And so if you have a person that wants to generate more clickbait articles than he's generating now, 
then he will just be able to do that with the next large language model like ChatGPT, right? Or if that person has a different goal, maybe he wants to create a fake story that really appeals to you personally based on the things you've liked in the past, then that can also be done much more efficiently with the help of a large language model. Alex, this is happening fast. I mean, it's one of the <clears throat> reasons people are so interested in it is because somebody at some point said, well, this is the wave of the future, and they were right. I mean, this is stuff is really infiltrating a lot of industries, and news being one of them that I think people are most interested in because it does shape the way that you see the world. How is this being you? How is AI being used now that it wasn't even last year at this time to shape news? Well, I think actually, if we're looking at AI research, then publishing is happening really, really fast, and things are advancing at really incredible speeds. You see new research come out every two or three days, and in almost every other field, these kind of advances only happen once every few years or so. So in the news specifically, I see it appear more and more in content generation, whether it's entire articles being written by AI or perhaps just parts of articles or maybe just the research behind articles. But it seems like most people are using it to at least supplement the kind of research that they used to do manually before. Um, I think we're going to see it more and more on the content generation side. And I think it's inevitable that we will have to see it on the content filtering side as well. Just like you have people who make viruses and that requires some other people to make antiviruses. You have people who create spam email and that requires a lot of companies to create spam filters. So just like AI is being used today by people to generate low quality content, that necessitates the existence of companies like the other web that filter that content using AI. You know, Alex, one of the conversations that we're having a lot as a society is what is fake news? What should be censored? What shouldn't? I tend to err on the side of as little as possible, although there are, of course, things that I don't want to see on my news feed that, you know, illegal things, for instance. But is AI going to be helpful or harmful for spotting what could be fake news, or is that in the eye of the beholder? Well, I think the problem with AI is, again, it is a tool. And so if you use AI to try to detect fake news, that depends on how you define fake. The definition itself will be created by a human. AI will just be used to implement it. So our approach has been we don't want to try to define what fake is because it's not even just in the eye of the beholder. Sometimes it's just not knowable in real time. You only find out if something is true or not a month later. But when it's a breaking story, then it's just impossible to tell. So our approach is we don't want to tell whether something is fake or not. We want to just enforce quality rules, right? If you make a claim, you should provide a sufficient amount of evidence, outside sources. You should only state the fact that you know without using some loud adjective that try to persuade a person or to sort of frame the story a certain way. And as long as you follow these rules, then that story probably is good enough to be consumed by people, even if a month later it will turn out to be false. It was still worth it to consume that story in real time if it followed all these basic rules of quality. Alex, I want to talk to you real quick before we go about your company and and what you guys do. But before we close things out, last question for you. Uh, 
we've talked about kind of the news generation side, and that's where I was interested because, you know, here I am talking on the radio. That's kind of what we do. Uh, but we read a lot of stories, and we're part of the consumer class as well, as, as, as most people are. What are ways that we can spot fake news or things that are artificially generated? And is it valuable to do so? Yeah, I'm not sure that there's an easy way to spot something that was artificially generated just because the tools used to generate things artificially are improving every day. So even if you learn a particular trick to recognize something written by ChatGPT based on GPT-4, GPT-5 will come out and that trick will no no longer work. Right. So I would still sort of uh, recommend to people to use all the old rules of journalism when they look at something, right? Is this double-sourced, right? Does it use relatively cautious language that only tries to state the things that are actually knowable and known to be true? Or does it make outrageous claims but then only provide evidence for some part of that, right? So just use your critical judgment and thinking using the same methods that we applied in the 70s when we were looking at stories or that editors were using at all along, essentially. And recently, we've been relaxing these standards because everybody is rushing to publish first to get the most clicks and eyeballs. And that is bad in itself. It will become even worse when content generation becomes essentially free. Alex Fink has been our guest. I want to give you a chance before we run out of time here and run. Uh, you're the founder and CEO of The Other Web, a public benefit corporation. Explain what that is and how you're using, how people can connect with it and why they would. So we wanted to create one place where you can read news, commentary, listen to podcasts, basically consume all the different types of content that you can find on the web, but be able to really filter out things that are obviously junk and be able to customize your feed manually as opposed to relying on some black box algorithm doing it for you. So you can find us on otherweb.com, the website, or you can download an app called Otherweb on either Google Play or the App Store. And in all of those, that's essentially what we provide. You can customize just about everything, including even what emotions the articles you're consuming are most likely to evoke in you. So you can tweak your feed to be slightly more hopeful and slightly less infuriating if that's what you're looking for. Um, And we will continue to add more and more options to let people customize and really control what they put into their brain because if people don't control it, then somebody else will. And we think it's the consumer that should have that level of control. As a technical executive and Silicon Valley expatriate, Alex Fink is capable of doing those things that I only know because I'm able to click a button and it happens. And that is probably is where you are too. So otherweb.com. That's correct. Okay, otherweb.com. And then you can add it as an app on your phone, which is probably where most people would like to download that if you're listening to the show right now, otherweb as an app. So download that. Alex, thanks for your time this weekend. Thank you so much. And we got a whole bunch coming up on Wiggins America. Trisha, Old Roy coming in. I have a, 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 a rant I want to go on at the end of the show. Stick around. More Wiggins America coming up. Camouflage. Like a whip crack, send a Govern me harder, Daddy. Wiggins, America. Right low, the truck in the rivers. She's
From the coasts of Nebraska to the canyons of New England, this is Wiggins America. Trish is in studio for serious questions. How you feeling? I'm great. No, you're not. I'm tired. Well, everybody's tired. I, I know. It's been a long you're week. Right. And I'm just an adult human, and that's how it goes. No, 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 no. I did sleep like on the couch last night, though. You ever Why? do that? I, it was a courtesy to my husband and my dog. I was going to bed, bed much later, and okay. I just thought it would be nice to... Really, it's hard to fall asleep once everybody's snoring, so it was for both reasons. I get it. I have a hard time falling asleep next to my wife at all, because not just because she's because she would be judging me, and I'm thinking about that. Really? Yeah. I'm thinking about, am I going to bother her too much, and it makes me not go to sleep as quickly. Oh, that's strange. Isn't it? Yeah, I don't ever feel that way. If I'm in bed, I want to fall asleep first, and it's really not as much... Eddie is it is our dog. He snores so do. loud. <laughs> well, there's an easy solution to that. No, that's you kick not, the dog out. That is not an option. It is. It is an option. So oh. I'm tired, and I apologize for my attitude. I want to show you something. See that? <gasps> wow! Congratulations. Nah, no, no need. But it's it, beautiful. It that's a, pretty, a rock. It's a pretty good rock. Yeah, on your ring finger. Yeah, it's not all the way down because it doesn't quite fit me. Is that like an anniversary band? One of those like MIDI rings or something? It's not. Really? Do you know what this is? I I have a, a actual guess that you just found somebody's real engagement ring. I I Actually, I don't know what it is because... <laughs> it looks like somebody's a, a lady engagement ring. Yes, it does. And I have it on my finger yes, just to show you. Yes, just you be do. stupid. Where, where'd you find that? I... I have a rental house that the tenants left. They abandoned it. or they, I mean, it wasn't like sudden. They, they let me know. But they left a lot of stuff in the house. Well, then it becomes my property and also my problem. Mm. So I was cleaning it out, mm-hmm. and I found this. And I considered contacting them, but it is technically legally mine. But I So I brought it in, actually. Here's the saga of this ring. Can I see it up close? Yeah, here you go. Here you go. Tell me what you think of this ring as you hold it. Because when I picked it up, I went, oh, because it's not very heavy, is it? No. You don't um, think it's real, do you? Well, I have. there's bad lighting in here. Got to check a couple of things. Go ahead. Are you a pro at this? I yeah. mean, you, you act like you are. Yeah, I'm a jeweler. What are you doing? Uh, checking the band to see if there is anything that indicates what uh, the metal is. Oh, man. Wow, you know a lot about this. I knew enough to bring it in when Annie was having the diamond shop on the show. That was a good idea. It was. they know a lot. And I, I just walked up to her and I said, I know this is weird, but tell me if this is real. And what do you think? Um, I would say <sighs> no, but the way you're presenting it, I'm gonna, it makes me want to say yes. You're correct with your first inclination. No. She said it was not. She said she was 95% sure, but without looking at it under good light. The diamond itself is very blue. Yeah. And it's it's just too light. 
It's it's a light ring. It is. It doesn't weigh enough. Well, I felt like it was a trick question. It's not. It's it's that five percent that she was unsure about though that has prevented me from getting rid of the thing because well, it's probably fake. Take it to a jeweler. I mean, I'm sure that I know that the diamond shop knows, but they were he, at a radio station at the time. Take it into the diamond shop and have them inspect it. I should. I, it's just getting around to or doing it. Or take it to a pawn shop and. Well, tell them that the diamond shop said that they were 90% sure it was real. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to lie to you here. That's probably a real diamond. So what are you going to give me for it? Because I'll take anything. I have a trusted source. Yeah. That's pretty sure. They gave me a percent chance that it's the real <laughs> it's deal. It's going to be the real deal. <laughs> but 10 grand, go. Here's why I bring this up today for you in studio is that I've thought so now, now, next weekend, I'm going to be doing a, a yard sale, garage sale. I've thought about using this as a social experiment. Because at first glance, you think, well, that could be real. Mm-hmm. In fact, it, it still could be. It's just probably not. But at first glance, you're like, that is at least a, what, $3,000 ring at minimum. Yeah. I don't know what all diamonds go for now. But the I know it's based on mine. The shape itself is strange. It's very flat. Yeah. I've never seen a diamond that flat. But if if it were real, because you're right, that's not much of a diamond no. <laughs> when you look down at it. When if you but if it were real, yeah, a few grand at least. A- at least a couple yeah. thousand dollars. Yes. Just if that, because if of the, the size of that diamond was And the the little ones on the side mm-hmm. here. So this is a- at least a couple thousand dollars at least. that you'd be holding mm-hmm. if it were real. I'm I'm thinking about doing a social experiment. You can tell me whether you think I should do this and then report back because I think it might be kind of fun, but I also don't want to necessarily, I don't know. I I don't want to like do this to somebody covertly because it's that, that's exactly what it would be. I'm thinking about hiding this in a purse or a bag or something. And then at, seeing if they call you. And seeing how many people pick it up and let me know that it's there. Because a lot of people will rifle through bags and not mm-hmm. buy them. So I doubt the first person that picks the bag up is going to intend to buy that bag. But a lot of people will kind of sift through the stuff and make it kind of easy like to find, but not that it was obviously there. And see how many people bring it to me and how many people either just don't say anything or try to buy the bag and don't say at all. What if they just take the ring out of the bag and leave? And leave. That would be another option. Do you think I should try it? I, I sure if you want to. It's not hurting anybody, right? No. I mean, if I videoed them, then I'd have to put up like you could be mm-hmm. recorded here. But yeah. But if I'm just doing it just to see, yeah. okay, yeah, do it. I'm gonna do it. Do it. See what happens. I'm All afraid. Right. What I'm afraid is you're gonna find out that most people are decent and that somebody's a jerk, and it'll probably be somebody that you know or a neighbor oh, that or something. Be something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little concerned. <laughs> Honestly, I'm a little concerned <clears throat> that the social experiment will turn out that everybody's good. Because <laughs> it's like, well, that's kind of boring. But it, it's good, but it would be kind of boring content. But that's, I think, what's going to happen. All right, ready for serious questions? Let's do it. You first. Serious question. Four-year-old Michigan girl is recovering after she was run down by a dog driving a golf cart. The incident happened at the Blues, Brews, and Barbecue Festival in Westland, where the local fire department had left its dog, Bella, sitting in a golf cart. At some point, Bella decided to jump off the seat and lay down on the floor, inadvertently pressing down the accelerator and running over a child. I take serious exception with the phrasing, dog driving a golf cart. 
The unidentified girl is expected to make a full recovery, and thankfully, Bella wasn't injured. Well, Bella was the one making the thing move. Serious question. A dog laying down on a gas pedal is not a dog driving a cart. She might have been doing it on purpose. No. You don't know that? The dog needs to... She's a firefighting dog. She's very smart. I'm not saying that the dog couldn't be smart. I'm saying that the dog was not driving the car because if... If I laid down on a golf cart floor <laughs> and hit a gas pedal, I wouldn't be driving that cart. No, but I think you'd be charged for oh, reckless sure. driving and child endangerment. In the eyes of the law, possibly. But do you look at me passed out in a golf cart laying on the <laughs> thing as it's just going down the fairway, maybe through the rough, and, and you go, hey, that guy's driving that cart. Or do you go, I think he may have passed out and he's laying on the pedal. Which one do you do? So my serious question is... Oh, yeah, we got to get to that. Do you think that this dog, Bella, should be charged with reckless driving? Serious question. Because since she works for the fire department, they're letting her off the hook. I think you know the answer to this question. No. Yeah, you kind of scooped my question. That dog is not driving that cart. I'm right. Okay, you go. Serious questions. Actually, story first. I'm not going to ask a question until I read you the story. I'm going to interrupt it in the middle and answer the question. <laughs> yeah, that makes it for good stuff. Uh, Butter Cow moves into spotlight at Illinois State Fair. This is making national news. I saw a picture of this, but I had not read further. If the question is, do I like the picture? The answer is yes. It's impressive. It wasn't. This is from Springfield, so not too far from here, Springfield, Illinois. The 2023 edition of the famous Butter Cow, so famous that none of us have ever heard of it, Mm -hmm. has taken her place inside the dairy building for the Illinois State Fair. The fair begins as of a day or two ago. Oh, wow. So it's going on now. Uh, The cow is not alone. Orangeville dairy farmer Lori Schultz is depicted with her in butter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look at the size uh, difference. The cow's huge. Lori is about a third of the size of that oh, cow. Oh, is Miss Schultz made of butter? Yes. I thought you were talking about Lori as somebody that was uh, not made of butter, covered in butter, standing next to no. Lori the is, butter cow. I mean, she must be made. If that is an actual size of a person, then that is a huge cow. I think that's... No, I think that's a butter person. I'm pretty sure. I really like the idea of Lori covering herself in butter for that picture. <laughs> I think you're you're painting a picture that may not be accurate on the radio. A woman covering herself in butter is not what that looks like. <laughs> that, like really, that looks like somebody carved there. a person out of butter, <laughs> not some woman. That's getting ready to do mud wrestling and be like, let's just add a little butter to this <laughs> like, lobster. Uh, greased up. So, so uh, the, the serious question is, because as you can see from the picture, again, it is Prairie Farms that has either sponsored or done this. Prairie Farms is a mm-hmm. local brand yep. that I very much prefer for almost all dairy things. Sherbert not being, uh, Sherbert being one of the main ones. But the main one, and here's my serious question. Oh, okay. It, serious question. You done? No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a reason to eat cottage cheese? Yes. 
outside of prairie farms. I mean, I love cottage cheese. Oh. It's so good. I do too. I thought but, your question was going to be, does Prairie Farms want to sponsor the show? Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is a serious question. That is a serious question because I could just fawn over them in many ways yeah. very easily because mm-hmm. I love Prairie Farms, Sherbert especially, but also their cottage cheese. I, it's so good. It's so good. That I won't even eat other cottage cheese. There's very few foods that I've found a brand that is so superior that it's hard for me to eat other types, and cottage cheese is. See, one of I'm not a connoisseur of cottage cheese or specifically Prairie Farms to have to have developed that um, that like uh, elevated of a palate for it. I, I don't know how I, to say. I really this don't in a know what it is. Way. I think it's milkier because Swiss Miss does this with their pudding too. They used to be milkier. So is. And I apologize to your new sponsor, Prairie Farms. Mm. Is Prairie Farms cottage cheese runnier cottage cheese? Yes. When you open the package, there's a little more liquid in there. A little bit. Yeah. And I I think that might be the secret to it, although I'm not sure. But that is a part of it. So I don't know if just somebody adding more milk to their cottage cheese would do the same thing. So you get cottage cheese out and it's not Prairie Farms. You're grossed out. You don't want it. You send it back. I, I will eat it. On occasion, but I I almost am to the point where I don't ever buy it, and so it's not like you go to restaurants and get cottage cheese a lot. Once in a while, a diner might have it mm-hmm. as a side, but that's about it. So I I really don't know because there's when I see it now, there's no reason to even try buying it. So I, I I've tried it enough to know that I don't care for it, and I when I've had it in the past, and this is a distant distant past at this point. Wait, so just you're telling me you don't like cottage cheese at all? No, I don't. Or you like I just, Prairie I'll Farms buy a cottage tub cheese? Of it. I'll buy a little tub of it if it's if it's not Prairie Farms, and then it'll just kind of sit in the refrigerator because it's not that I won't eat it; it's that I never want to eat it unless it's Prairie Farms. But if it's Prairie Farms, it'll be gone in two days. So you'd be willing to wager that on a blind taste test of a handful of cottage cheeses, you could pick out Prairie Farms. I would put money on that, yeah. That's if I were you and we were doing this real contest, mm-hmm. yeah, I would. I would say that that's, that's the interesting. fact, and it and it is because of the consistency. Hmm. What if I drained all the juice from all the cottage cheeses before you ate them? Well, then them? you're changing the consistency of the cottage cheese. Really I mean, it's just a scoop, right? It is, but it has to be a fair scoop, because like if you just open the package and you scoop it out, you're going to have a lot more milk in Prairie Farms cottage what cheese. What if you use a spoon with holes in it? Then you're changing the the recipe. I I don't know if I approve of that. So if you want to keep it consistent... We'll talk about the rules. I might take that bet. I'm really amazed that we've done a good eight minutes on cottage cheese. Because I really did not anticipate this. Good is... uh, It's objective. Yeah. It's subjective. Mm -hmm. No, it's objective. It's good. It's It's just good. (laughs) It is what it is. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Follow him on Twitter at Radio Wiggins. Shaking, shaking. Again,
Always original, never a repeat. Wiggins America. Yeah, this isn't going to be a long segment. I pretty much have one short point I want to make. And I, I, full disclosure, I am married to a teacher. My wife teaches at a private school, so she's not private Christian school, so she's not exactly banking. Uh, that's the way it goes in education. If you teach public education, though, you make decent money. Maybe not amazing money, but at least decent money, depending on where you're teaching, of course, in which state. But I wanted to read this stat to you. More than 90% of teachers will spend their own money on student supplies as the school year nears. Uh, teachers going back into giving with, into their giving spirit, which for the most includes delving into their own wallets for classroom supplies. A recent survey from the National Education Association found that with more than 90% of educators using their own money, For student supply fees, schools are trying to find new ways to raise funds so teachers don't have to. Here's the problem with this story is that I got a personal angle, of course, being married to a teacher, but I also pay taxes. You pay taxes. Are you paying less taxes now than you used to? Are you paying more taxes, generally speaking? More? I thought you might say that. That's why I asked that question. Yet... We're now in an era where teachers are having to buy what it's, I mean, this isn't necessarily software. This isn't them buying computers for themselves to use in the classroom that they're not getting from the school. This says they're spending their own money on student supplies. So students don't have the supplies that they need. Now, I will admit, I bet there are probably more supplies now than there used to be 40 years ago. Students need more things. <clears throat> there probably weren't dry erase markers and graphing calculators four year, 40 years ago. But uh, those things, if they're a necessity and your taxes have risen exponentially and the amount spent per student has risen exponentially over the last 40, 50 years, as we know it has, where is all this money going? I can tell you right now, this article is out there because the National Education Association and the Association of American Educators are both quoted in here as saying, this is absurd that we're creating a situation where school teachers feel it's necessary to dip in their own pockets year after year to provide for the students in their classroom. That's what Colin Sharkey, Executive Director of the Association of American Educators, said. The reason that they're saying these things is because they're right. Educators, teachers, shouldn't have to be spending their own money on student supplies. But where is all this money going? If we're spending more and more money, then where is it going? It's going to the unions. It's going into places that it doesn't need to go. And honestly, the bar is lower than it's ever been. And then you shut down schools for a couple years and you keep paying everybody. The unions are a huge problem. And they're, they're not out for the good of the students. The reason they're even being quoted, if you can call these unions, because some of them are just associations. But the reason that they're being quoted in here is because they're saying we need more money. We need more of your tax money so that teachers don't have to do this. The average teacher right now, it says, is spending $820 of their own money on classroom supplies for students. That That is a problem, and I, personally, my personal angle is I don't want my wife spending that. You do get a tax write-off for doing it, but it maxes out at about 400 bucks, so it's way beyond that unless you itemize your expenses, with no, which nobody's going to do. So where is all this money going? 
why are we spending more money and getting less return than we ever have? Because this is just one symptom of it. It's not just this thing. It's across the board. The standards are lower. Kids are achieving less. We're dropping in our world scores, our test scores. We keep dropping our standards for test scores to make sure that kids are are not failing. Uh, Our standards in general are just dropping, 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 dropping. Yet we're spending more and more and more and more and more. Who in their right mind, sum everything up here, because I said this wouldn't be a long segment. Who in their right mind wants to keep that system going? Who is looking at that and going, you know what we need to do? We need to keep doing that. It is time to change that system. Thankfully, there are radicals out there who are voting for such things, mostly in red states, voting for school choice. Is that going to be the solution? I don't know because we're not far enough into it yet. But it is thinking outside the box. It is trying to change a very flawed and failing collapsing system while not allowing students to fall through the cracks. That's the whole point of it. Will it work again? We don't know. I think it's worth a try. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. talk.com tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports clock at four donchich the step back three you bet music you set my world on fire and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 